I feel like when I left the island, I was like, you know, like you at first you're like, oh, you know what, I'm gone. I don't care. And then you look back and then like I was like seeing all of these things that you were doing. And I was like, wait, who the hell is Jonathan? I was like, this dude is just like out here, like making films and like 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 bringing and showing the power of like St. Martin history. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like, where has this dude been all this time? Like. And I was low-key going to ask you everything Ralph asked you on the news behind the news. So I was low-key like, you know what? I'm not going to ask him, like, how he got to St. Martin and all that. Because, like, if you want to know, you could watch Ralph's, you know, YouTube channel and, and support other creators. So I really, like, want our conversation to, like, go deeper. Because, like, I feel like you have such an interesting mind. Like, to be someone that's an economist and a dancer and, like, a filmmaker, like, you're a renaissance man too which is like dope like I love people like that and it's like I it's so interesting I feel like growing up on the island um you don't really see we don't use the word like renaissance man and woman but I feel like there's a lot of people in our community that actually are um and it's just interesting I feel like when I talk to people that are very much creatives to really understand like their worldview and I feel like I've always just been intrigued by the conversations and opinions that you've had on Melee. So like, I'm super excited to actually get to go deeper. Cause like now I'm like, I'm like, I get to go and ask like maybe the nerdier questions or, <laughs> you know, like really just like go down the rabbit hole. But I'm curious, like, how did you build your worldview? Or I'm curious, like what exactly is your worldview? Wow. Um, Great question. Um, <laughs> starting off strong for sure. Um, yeah, I I was all over the place, you could say, um, but not in like a chicken without a head type of way. I feel like the type of person that I am, you know, I really go with the flow um, wherever that is. And so I don't really have like a set plan. Like I want this and this and this done, or I want this and this experience, or I want that. But things kind of just happen and um, I, I just go with it. So, for example, when I was growing up on St. Martin, um, I was a part of CMARC. CMARC is St. Martin Archaeological Center. And so I think that really helped to shape a lot of the way that I saw the environment and policy and what's possible. Also, like culture, because with CMARC, we would do really interesting things like... Um, we would save big trees, <laughs> you know, like um, we would go measure the width of the trees. And um, if it was uh, above a certain width, then those trees would be protected by policy and developers couldn't tear down those trees without um, either getting clearance or, or they'd have to pay a fine or something like that. Um, and so, you know, just doing that type of work from a kid, um, I guess it 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 started uh, or it planted a seed, you could say. Um, and then on the on also while all of that was going on, I was playing steel pan. So steel pan was kind of my introduction to art. I played steel pan from the time I was seven straight through till I left at seventeen. Um, and so in the the pan yard is what the pan yard, what we call it. Uh, basically, um, you have people from all walks of life, like just people from all over the island, um, and. We all connected through music, and so I learned a lot of lessons there. Um, and then my parents are super Christian, um, so I grew up in you know a religious family as well. And so that for sure shaped a lot of my worldview. Uh, <laughs> definitely um, some trauma there too, but we won't talk about the trauma. 
um yeah so it was it was a very interesting upbringing and then from there going to Canada for two years I, I met with so many different people I went to an international school in Canada um full scholarship it was like 80 different countries represented and so um you know you, you just start learning things like very organically um and from there you know going to the u.s um so yeah like i don't know things things just happen but it's not like i i planned it that way yeah i see i see and i guess like how do you describe like i guess like how the stance that which you look at the world like i guess do you consider yourself more like left-leaning or like are you more center because like i'm trying to understand at least like your perspective of the world mm-hmm. so i can kind of like ask questions like um by understanding at least like the lens from which you're viewing uh the globe so i'm curious yeah like how like where where are you on that line and i guess like i guess like what uh what are like i guess your biggest pet peeves about the state of like the world right now wow um i mean i think i'm definitely more to the left (laughs) um but at the same time i i wouldn't say i'm a leftist like i wouldn't say i'm a liberal even um i wouldn't you know i don't i don't really define myself using political terms per se because i feel like i had an economics teacher once mr alberts and he said you know um if you go all the way to the left or all the way to the right both sides are nasty dictatorships you know Um, and I was like, you know, that's true. And I feel like a lot of the times, um, it's not about left or right. It's about reimagining what is possible. I think that we're working in this, this, um, duality that was handed down to us by a lot of old white men. And I mean, why, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, why, why is that? Um, I, I think that right now we, we're not courageous enough to invent our own systems and so we're trying to force ourselves into boxes that have been handed down to us and i think that is going to be our detriment um and so right now i'm seeing the unraveling of society happen um and it's it's inevitable you know and so it's just a matter of time before yeah like you're seeing the glitches it's crazy like with with the the crashing of financial systems and COVID and like this and that and that it's just like whoa like this is bonkers. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is so interesting. Okay, I feel like that. Okay, that at least matches up with what I was thinking. I did think that you were more left leaning, but I'm have I'm I'm really intrigued the fact that you said that even if you go far to the left, like that is dangerous because I feel like people nowadays, at least in America, like they're so comfortable saying that like you're left leaning and to be left leaning is actually like it's like being on the good side, you know yeah. what I mean? Like being a more moral person, being more ethical if you're mm-hmm. a liberal. And but to me it's like interesting that they don't even see the red flags of the left. That I feel like also warrant, you know, a, a sense of like restraint, you know, like we also need to be weary of the fact that we equality in like opportunity is important, but equality of outcome is just not feasible in the way that the world works. But I think that's so interesting the way that you describe like how you can see the cracks in the system 
And I do agree that a lot of like global events have shown, at least for the first time, that the system that we have held up in such high regard is maybe not necessarily as resilient as we thought it was. And I think it's interesting because like you and I were born into capitalism. It's not like we were born into a society that, you know, had a different model. And so it's like when you're born, you're kind of like trying to wrap your head around like how are all these people working together and how is this all like working? You know, how how does this picture of society, like how do all these people fit together on this one planet and share resources and are able to kind of create opportunity without us necessarily having to be concerned about, you know, environmental things that used to kill us back in the day Mm -hmm. um but it's interesting for me i think capitalism i think was like a good attempt at trying to figure out how to allocate resources but i feel like it's kind of lost like it's not it got kind of like manipulated in a sense and like i feel like what's happened is now we've created a society that's where people are constantly swinging on like this pendulum between pleasure and pain. It's like you work on this hamster wheel and you like go, go, go. And then you get your little crack hit of Netflix at the end of the night. And then somehow that makes it all worth it. And then you like go to sleep and you forget that you were miserable all day up until the point that you got home and took cracked open that beer or took that wine glass or whatever. And it's like constantly we go back and forth and it's like, you work, 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 and then you're like, oh, I'm going to buy myself a Birkin bag to make me feel good for okay. all of the work mm-hmm. that I did. But then it's like at the end of the day, like, how do you really feel about the work that you've contributed as an individual? Is that the work that you really want to be using your energy towards? And mm-hmm. for me, like, I've always adopted this belief of like, we are all creators. And it's interesting that we've grown so lazy. And I feel like it's like, our laziness kind of makes us entitled and therefore like more dependent on the system. Um, When I'm from the perspective of like, like we need to be free people first and like, we shouldn't have to depend on a system to protect us. Like we as individuals, like who may, I feel like it's entitled to think that we need to depend on a system. And I feel like it's very lazy of us to even want to depend on a system because it's like our nature I feel like we are each individuals and it's like, yes, there is a collective that we could benefit from, but I think like we can't grow like so accustomed to things that we lose touch with our past. It's like, I saw this post on Instagram where it's like people could identify all of these brands, but they couldn't identify different leaves. And it was like, what kind of world have we moved into where the knowledge that you have in your head is no longer of the natural world but of this facade world that we've built. And we're moving further into that, right? All of these creations of exactly, of Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, as an engineer, I know the metaverse and the virtual mm-hmm. reality is going to be incredible. Like, mm-hmm. I know. Like, the engineers are all hyped for it. It's yeah. like, this is like their toy, you know what I mean? And so it's like, of course, they're going to put their best effort into making it the most amazing thing possible. Mm-hmm. But I also am like, what? How does that not rob us of this physical world that we were blessed exactly. to have in the exactly. first place? And it's mm-hmm. like that. It, it's interesting because technology is built out of observation of the natural world. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the same time, it's like we're forgetting the thing that made us in the first place. Right. I know and that was a lot. <laughs> no, it, it was a lot, but I'm I'm tracking and I agree. Um, I think. What I'm hearing is, you know, we can have a discussion about like what is what is the social contract, like what 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 are people giving up and in return for what um in terms of you know in terms of rights in terms of um 
comfort in terms of so much. Like, it's just like, there's so many things that is wrong with the system. I'm just like, why are we perpetuating it? Like, why do we keep doing it? We all know it's wrong. <laughs> we can all see it. Yeah, we all complain like, about we're it. We're still agreeing. We're still agreeing to go along with it. So what's that about, you know? <laughs> and so it's it's really interesting. I, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I think really people does. are inherently fearful of change, um, which is not a bad thing. I think it's evolutionary. You know, it's like, you don't want to jump into the unknown. You don't want to do something that might possibly have blowback, right? Um, and so you just stay in the uncomfortable area until you are 100% certain that whatever you do next is going to be better than what you have right now. But but there's the issue with that because then the systems take so long to change because we're so afraid to change them, thinking that it might be worse than what we thought, you know? Um, and then you have the media and then you have movies and then you have like all these things like further fueling fear and 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 <laughs> and keeping things the way that they are, you know? And it's just like simple things. Like, I mean, I'm talking like, I say this as a joke, but I'm really sick and tired of school starting at 7.30 a.m. Like, there's so much science <laughs> to back the fact that that is not good. And people, like, you know, know. like it's, it's just like, why are we doing I'm dying. It's so early. Like, no one wants to be there. No one, li- like, come on. Like, the kids don't like it. The parents don't like it. The teachers don't like it. No one likes it. So why, why have we not changed it, you know? And it's just like, oh, but that's the way it's always been. That's what I'm just like, damn, like, for real, for real. Like, we're not, we're not gonna, you know. And so just little like you're not going to question it. You're just going to take it as it is. Like, you're not going to be like, okay, maybe that's what the old humans thought. But what did they know? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know, and so it's like, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, it really shows you that like something so small that can be changed so easily. And yes, it can be changed easily. It can be changed really easily. And I think a lot of the... um the things that people used to say like oh this is going to take time the change is going to take time you can't just like up and change everything covid just blew that argument out of the park <laughs> because right? people changed oh like this God. people oh changed God. so Jonathan. like all the systems were just changed overnight completely why for capitalism because we were losing money <laughs> and so it really Bro. just it's and that's my issue with capitalism. It's not about people. It's not about our well-being. It's not about us doing well. It's not about us enjoying life, feeling fulfilled, any of that. It's about profit. And that's it. Point black period. It's just about profit, you know? And so any system that takes the humanity out of humans is not, why are we expecting it to benefit us? Like, that's not why it was designed, you know? But it's like, are we all masochists? Like, why are we, why are we continuing this? I, I don't know. But, but I feel like the minute you criticize capitalism, they're just like, you want to be a communist? <laughs> you want to be a socialist? <laughs> just like, like I feel you. It's like you're either, you're either capitalist, fascist, or communist. And I'm like, guys, okay, I understand those were the three models that y'all came up with back in the day but you mean to tell me with all the knowledge that we have we can't we can't create another alternative exactly like that maybe leverages the best of those different systems thank you but you know with the perspective of actually putting humanity first because like to me it's like 
The reason we're here is because someone made us, okay? So we're alive. Mm-hmm. That's already a burden. None of us asked to be here. We are here. Why are we making this more difficult for ourselves than it needs to be? Like, I just don't understand. Like, don't get coming either. to that fact of COVID, like, changing the world. Like, I remember when I was an intern, I was, like, at Microsoft, and I was, like, talking to one of the, like, seniors. And I was, like, you know, why don't we allow people to work remotely? Like, why do we need everybody to live in Washington? Like, it creates more traffic. It puts pressure on the environment in Washington. Like, the people that are locals there don't like it mm-hmm. because it's, like, cr- increasing the cost of living that people that are from there are being pushed out of their homes. Like, how is this beneficial to the state of Washington? And they were like, well, you know, we want all of our engineers here. Understood, right? COVID hit. What did they do? Send all their engineers home. And they still made bajillions of money. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> yep. hello. So I thought you couldn't do it then, but you're doing it now. And it's like, you could have done it the whole time. Mm -hmm. The thing is that you didn't want to like, and it's like, that's the thing that annoys me. It's like people come up with all these excuses, but it's like, at the end of the day, just admit you don't want to do it because you don't want to do it. Like, why are we lying to each other? Like, I don't understand. And it's like, like in my speech, I was really talking about this idea of like disempowered people, because like you were saying, like, I feel like people don't have the courage to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's through the indoctrination of education or like just people like destroying their dreams or just like being insecure or whatever it is. Like people just don't feel like they're capable of creating this world that we all want. But like for some reason are refusing to actually just decide like, hey, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like I want better better for myself I want better for my world I want better for my community and to me it's like I have always like I feel like as a kid it was so easy for me to even look at St. Martin and just be like face palm emoji you know what Mm -hmm. I mean just like oh my god like what is this like how are these people so delusional and when you're a kid though they just like are like you're young you're stupid you can't say nothing we're just gonna ignore you because you don't have a degree so what you say really don't matter but it's like now I got a degree sis so what you finna say (laughs) What you gonna say when I call out the BS that I've been calling out since I popped out the womb? What 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 is your argument now? But it's like, and it's like Loki. I don't know if you watched the Kanye documentary. Not yet. But and I know Kanye, he going through it. But I feel like like he was preaching this message of like people stepping into their power. But I felt like he was just saying it, and it was tied to ego a little bit. And I think that got lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. But. It was still like this idea of people just like being brave enough and confident enough to be the creators that they were put on this earth to be and to stop just being someone's like worker bee, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like it blows my mind because it's like there's so many people that are so incredibly talented and have passions and curiosities about so many different things. And it's like we're not giving them the opportunity to just be who they were meant to be. And it's like now we're ended up in the situation where we have people that are unhappy, miserable, depressed, anxious, overeating because they hate their life so much. Like, and I'm just like, this is so toxic. toxic. uh, You know, and even those people who do have the courage to pursue passions of creation, like, um, if you're not able to monetize your work, then even that is a problem in itself. I know so many dancers who are not creating the type of work that they want to create because they don't think it's going to sell, you know? So like even the creators are buying into this nonsense, you know? And, and it's, 
again, it's capitalism. It's like you you have to you have to make ends meet. You have to be able to to put food on the table. You have to be able to afford your rent. You have to be able to live. You know, and so it's like when your very existence is is um am i using the right word it's like controlled by wealth exactly exactly like you can't do anything without wealth then it makes you make some really messed up choices that go against who you are as a person uh and that's i think that's really the issue you know it's like we're not letting people just just be and i think um we get so the reason i say i'm more of a leftist well especially in terms of the u.s context because very honestly like the u.s leftist is still hella center (laughs) like like bernie sanders is not really super left like when you're advocating i feel you but i'm like thinking about like them antifa crazy people you know what i mean i'm talking about like political left like people who are politicians and say they are leftists like aoc exactly exactly it's still really center like they're advocating for like things like free education like um healthcare something you know it's like (laughs) that's not that's not the bare minimum like (laughs) that's exactly it is very very minimum like like super like okay you know they're like, oh my God, you don't want to have to go to the hospital and be broke as a result? Oh my God, that's asking way too much. <laughs> Bitch, you entitled, like what? Exactly. It, 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 and that I think is my issue. It's like, um, I, I don't know. I feel like there's this, uh, it, it has to do with the human condition or like, what do you, what do you think, um, is the, the root of humanity? if you feel people are intrinsically good or intrinsically bad, um, I think that that really has to do with it. Because it's like, if you feel like people are uh, deceitful, if you feel like people are inherently lazy, if you feel like they're trying to, you know, do this, 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 da, da, because, you know, people are just dishonest. Um, and I think that goes back into, you know, religion. You know, this whole thing of man being born into sin and and man be having a sinful nature. So it's like if that is your where you're operating from, then your system is trying to whip man into shape or trying to make sure that man doesn't fall back to who they are. I, don't, I say man, I mean humans. Um I feel I know what you mean. Don't fall worry. Back. I feel you. <laughs> Just making sure they don't fall back into I feel like, some people might be like, Jonathan, that's exclusive. You're not including everybody. Don't worry, bro. We on the same page. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. You know, it's just yeah. Um uh yeah, I think if your whole system is trying to make sure that man is not who man was born to be then we're going to have a problem because that means that you are operating under the pretense that I'm a bad person, (laughs) you know, Um, which is, which is problematic. If you operate under the pretense that I'm a good person um, and I am going to make decisions that benefit myself and society, then I think your laws are going to look a lot different. Um, And so I think maybe that's, the basis of it you know um yeah i think that's so interesting because i it's interesting when you think about like what is the essence of human nature and i do think like 
like people lie you know what i mean but it's interesting like would people lie if they knew what lying was and you know i feel like that's a hard question to ask because it's like these ideas have been you know uh just a part of like what we learn about humans that once you learn it as a child i feel like it already kind of puts you in a box of just like who you can be because you're limited by like on some level how far you can think yeah. you know like how much you can envision um, and if you, you know, grow up in this like religious context of like there's good versus bad and humans have these sin characteristics, then from the onset, you were already put into the state of duality that there's a good version and there's a bad version. And then there's like it gives your ego kind of a place from which to compare constantly. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, am I good? Am I bad? But it's interesting because it's like, OK, when we look at animals in the wild, like if a lion kills a gazelle, we're not like bad lion. Um, but if a human kills another human, obviously we would say bad human because we're thinking about, I guess, like the well-being of a community. Yeah. And it's like on some level, I understand the ethical nature of having good behaviors versus bad behaviors. If we're trying to create a, a society where everybody has equal opportunity to thrive, we don't want to allow people to go out and like harm children, you know, or like take advantage of old people or like steal, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. But again, like I agree, like. We're we're so brought up in this just nature that it has to be this way, that people are no longer able to just think like, okay, this is the way that we've been doing it, but what else could we do? Exactly. Like, how could we make it better? I do agree. Like, we live in a world that is very, like, risk averse mm -hmm. or like fear averse. Even though I guess in history we could be the richest humans of all time. Um, we're still so afraid and it's like it it blows my mind when it's like we have all of this technology that can create so much opportunity and yet we still are like struggling to really push humanity forward mm -hmm. like it blows my mind that like we still are arguing over basic things like people having different preferences or like the fact that people of different races should be treated fairly yeah. you know and it, it's like yeah yeah but it's like when we look at even the state of the world and like where do we go next like america low-key is she she not as cute as she used to be you know what i mean like, was she ever cute like COVID though was she ever mask, cute i don't you know? know i feel you i feel you i feel you. i feel honestly i think america is like the best marketing nation in the world because i feel like from movies to tvs yeah. to everything they have really created this facade mm -hmm. that has really brainwashed the rest of the world mm -hmm. because i swear i really used to think america was like everything and anything and then i got there and i was like yeah. who this yeah. i feel like i got catfished what is going on <laughs> what the hell but then i'm like if america is not the model of like where we should go i'm like who the model and then i look at the world and i'm like oh yes exactly. and then i think okay maybe like bhutan you know or like uh where, where tibet is but china's slowly trying to destroy that mm -hmm. so it's like again ouch and then i look at st martin and i see like where we could have yes. been and where we are now and i'm just like damn like oh it's a struggle it is a struggle but i am hopeful but it's like i don't know going to like so i i lived in the u.s for for seven years um in canada for two and i definitely think that um my um my experiences there helped me to 
you know, give St. Martin a little bit of a of a break, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because I feel like exactly the big countries, we seem to think they have it all together, but they really don't. Um, they they really don't. Now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. After moving to Canada and the U.S. and having experiences in Europe and all these things, it's like, you really think these bigger countries have it all together when you're from the outside looking in and then you get there and you're just like, whoa, like, this is not it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is not it at all, at all, at all, you know, and you see the inequality and you see the issues um, with um, any type of federal system. Oh, my, oh my God, the waiting, so the lines. Well, it's, it's real. And you're just like, you know what, St. Martin, like, you're, I'm maybe, like, we cool. Maybe so bad, you know? Like, okay, I get it. I get it, you know? Um, uh, we got things. We got things. <laughs> <laughs> we do. You know, it, it helps you because you always, I think growing up, there's a real sentiment that St. Martin is backwards. You know, it's like only on St. Martin, only on St. Martin. That would never happen nowhere else, only on St. Martin. Then you leave and you're just like, whoa, this actually happens a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. you're like, this is not just St. Martin. Like, we actually, we only got like two homeless people and we know who they is. In America, exactly. it's just anybody and everybody. Like, I swear to God. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, you sleeping on the street. It's cold outside. Like, what are you doing? Literally. Exactly. That's That's the perfect example. You know, um, but then I also feel like in the U.S., whenever I would do something, I felt like it's so big. It was really just like a drop in the bucket, you know, or drop in the ocean. Um, whereas in St. Martin, if you start something and you build something and you invest over there, it goes so far, you know, and I feel like that's so encouraging because it's like we have so much work to do at home. But the good thing is that it it shows and you get you you see results almost instantly you know and and it's nice it's nice so having or coming from a smaller society i think the the possibilities of making it into a better place are so much more attainable um you know, and so, but then it's like, so then what, what are we waiting for? You know, like, why are we waiting for the permission of these bigger countries who don't have 
themselves together like why are we waiting for them to give us a green light or why are we waiting for them to do it so that we can copy them i feel like it 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 should almost be the other way around like we're smaller we're more flexible we can get things done faster so why don't we do it and then they're like oh it works on this smaller scale let's copy it for this bigger scale rather than like trying to take it from the bigger scale and make it to the smaller scale you know so um, you are reading I, I my mind like i swear like because Emerging can be a, a leader in so many different areas, you know? There's so many opportunities here. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about just in terms of um, um, energy, you know? Like the production of energy using natural resources. Emerging has the perfect location, the perfect climate for that. Solar energy, perfect. wind energy, wave energy. Like we could do so much in that regard. And then we can export our energy to other Caribbean islands, you know? Um, in terms of of technology and you know having a hub creation, just sim- it yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of potential, but you need the vision. And I feel like right now we're just too busy in this copy and paste model, and it's it's to our detriment. I know, because it's like I understand, like yeah, exactly. Like we, when you're from the outsider looking in, like. You believe all the American movies. You think the cities look like that. You really think that Iron Man is out there in the streets, okay? Like, just saving <laughs> Americans. Just pew, pew. Well, that's Spider-Man, but you get my point. And when you get there, like, yeah, you see, like, there are so many, like, holes in their system. Like, even from healthcare. Like, I remember when I went to America to buy birth control, and I saw the price and, like, the attitude of the nurse. I was like, squeeze me? Like, what? Like, how Crazy. much? How much? Yeah. I was like, I was literally like for the exact same birth control that I bought in St. Martin for like $12, just go behind, go to the pharmacy, be like, hey, I need this. Give it to you. No prescription, no questions. You go to America. She was like, excuse me, like, why did you wait to the last minute? And it cost $80 for the same one box. I was like. Yeah, it's crazy. What is it's the difference? Absolutely... Yeah. It, and I was it's like, what is weird. the difference? I'm confused. It's I'm confused. Weird. It is really weird. And it like you're so right. Like I don't understand why we think like we need to learn from bigger countries first. I'm like we're literally the perfect incubator. Like we only have exactly. so many people. So we change exactly. a rule. It's not like we have to implement a system that like changes the lives of millions. It's just the what 30,000 people on our one little half. If it even is in the half, it ain't even half. So it's like again what and it's like again like they're always like oh we don't have you know we can't write the law i'm like you can't google how to write a law like are you kidding me like it is 2022 i don't understand why we can't put our but brains even that together in itself, that is like another example of a system that's not working for us that we need to address like if you are governing and you are unable to write legislation write policy pass things you shouldn't be there and that's an issue we should you know maybe change that up a little bit you know if, if maybe it's in a you language, underqualified if it's in a language the majority of the population doesn't speak like maybe that's an issue maybe law. that's you know, um, yeah. And so, again, like we're operating in these systems that were not made for our benefit. Um, and then but then the other issue is when we start debating about these systems and arguing about these systems, we're trying to replace them with equally bad systems. You know, So, like, let's think outside of the box, you know, let's really think outside of the box. And I think that is a huge issue here because it's like, oh, yeah, like 
we don't want this, but let's put this instead. I was like, oh, do we really want that though? Like, maybe not, you know? Um, and and let's you know call a spade a spade. If we're talking about independence, what is independence? What is it actually? I mean, I think um, on paper, independence sounds great. It sounds, sounds like amazing. communism, you know, it's that utopia. And then you get there and you realize it's a dystopia. And I think that we have examples to look at. And, and I'm really thinking, you know, it's like how many if, if we become an independent island, how many of our decisions are really going to be our own? Um, because, I mean, even though we're independent, we're still operating within this global structure you know and so it's like Mm -hmm. we really still can't move without the permission of somebody if it's not the netherlands then it's the u.s if it's not the u.s then it's france if it's not france then it's this you know so it's just like we're still a tiny island nation even though we're independent um and a lot of the things that we say we want to do when we become independent we can already do it right now and so the other thing is if we become independent, like, I think the case for reparations is very um, important, you know, um, St. Martin, especially St. Martin got penalized um, because they started to treat their enslaved population as free before 1863. So from 1848, that's when the French side got their independence, well, not independence, oh my God, their <laughs> emancipation um and then you know on the dot side they were like okay everybody's running away they're gonna kill us please so they came to this agreement to have de facto emancipation in 1848 right so saint martin the dot side was technically the first free um part of the kingdom whereas everywhere else had to wait until 1863 15 years later and so because of that when they were compensating the um, colonizers, the slave owners, for um, their loss of property, they actually gave them less money than anywhere else in the kingdom, which is really interesting. But they didn't give the enslaved people anything. Um, And so my whole thing is I do believe in the case for reparations. I don't care how long ago slavery was because we're still seeing the legacy of colonialism and slavery. So if we're still seeing the legacy and the money is still in the same place, then we need to talk about reparations because that means that we're still seeing the same type of inequality, right? Um, But how does us leaving the Netherlands help that? cause you know because it's like I don't, I don't know i just feel like the netherlands needs to take care of their their past before we can even talk about moving forward like you still owe me why am i gonna leave you like i'm gonna send you away and you still owe me. no give me what i'm owed you know <laughs> let me get back on my feet now that I'm, you know, in a better position, okay, now maybe we can separate ways. But it's like, if that hasn't happened yet, like, nah, you're not getting rid of me. Like, you're going to pay. Because if we become independent, it's going to be even harder to get what we're owed, you know? Exactly. No, I'm so happy you said that because I feel like so many people, they preach independence, but they forget, like, 
Like, why bite the hand that feeds you? I'm like, I'm trying to understand. I'm like, we look at the Caribbean and we see all of our independent sisters and brothers. And last time I checked, it was really hard for them people to get visas to go anywhere in the world. Okay. Why are we trying to put ourselves in that kind of situation when we have literally like one of the best passports you could have in the world? Like, I don't understand why are we trying to make life more difficult and isolate ourselves even further? Like you said, when we do operate in this global economy, I'm like, I think very much that the Dutch maybe 100% have like neglected their responsibility to facilitate the growth of the island. Like we can agree, if you just look at the history, the Dutch have never really cared what happened to St. Martin. They were just like, yeah, we conquered them a long time ago. We don't know why, but I guess we're stuck with them. So we just going, we just going to leave them be. And hopefully they don't nag us too much, you know, like, I feel like that's pretty much our like relationship with the Dutch. But I think it's ridiculous that our leaders like make the Dutch seem like they're the bad guy when I feel like on some level, at least they're trying to have some sort of accountability, at least within like the corruption of our own government. Because like you said, like, if we're independent with the same corrupt leaders, now they're just going to rob the people and have nobody to be accountable to. And to me, like, that is my biggest concern, because they've been doing it for all of these years at least the Dutch can supersede and say, like, what are you doing? Like, this is not okay. But if you make us independent and you still have the same kind of corruption, the same kind of lack of integrity, lack of accountability, we're not going to get anywhere. We're just going to completely dig ourselves in a hole and then have absolutely no one to point the finger to. Because guess what? You removed all the boogeymen that you said were the boogeyman and it turned out it was you. You know what I mean? Like, like it's do. not actually them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's fair. Um, I while I told, I think I I pretty much agree with what you're saying. I also want to make sure that we're not holding our own politicians to a higher standard than other places because I do think like the same corruption that the Dutch is trying to weed out in St. Martin they have themselves you know and so there is kind of like this condescending nature of like oh you guys are not able to govern yourselves you guys are not able to do this like look we gave you you've you've had since 10 10 10 what have you done since 10 10 10 you know blah 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 blah, blah right um, and at the same time, it's just like, okay, yeah, but like, what was your contribution in this entire situation? Like, how did you help to facilitate? So part of the decolonization process. Okay, so the UN, right? When the UN was created after World War Two, they were just like, oh my God, colonization is bad. We have to get it out of everywhere. Everybody has to says decolonize. Says the colonizers, be- <laughs> right? Like, says the OG <laughs> <Right>? colonizers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, they were like, okay, we want no more colonies. By whatever, whatever year, there should be no more colonies. And so all the colonizers were like, oh shit, you know? And so they, in turn, they, the Netherlands, they were just like, okay, like, actually, you guys are not colonies anymore. Now you're the Netherlands Antilles. Like, you're your own autonomous. We changed the label. (laughs) Literally just changed the name. They did nothing. But Part of the decolonization process is supposed to be that you are supposed to help your former colonies to institute um, the institutions, right, and and processes and all of that for sustainability and better governance, right? Like you're 
that's part of your job you don't just like push people off and just be like okay go be independent like no like you have to say okay first we have to get this thing in place and we have to get this thing in place then we have to get this thing the netherlands did none of that they did absolutely all they did was try to disguise the fact that they had colonies right then the netherlands antilles broke up right and now they're again trying to disguise the fact that they have colonies by calling us an autonomous country within the kingdom of the netherlands and nobody knows what that actually means country saint martin why are we saying country saint martin you know and so it's like at the same time then the netherlands is like oh look you can't govern yourselves you can't govern yourselves it's just like bro like you didn't hold up uphold your end of the bargain. Like this is just a smokescreen right now. Like like what are y'all? And we doing? both have our role to play in this. Exactly. Chaos. We do. We one hundred percent do. And the fact of the matter is they do not care. They do not care and they do not want us to become self governing. They don't want that. They want it exactly how it is right now. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to be like, yeah, but like, look, y'all got corruption. Oh, look, y'all got this. And do we have that? Yeah, we do. We do have it. And and that's the thing. It's like, it's nuanced. It's not that the Netherlands are good and, and we are bad or that we are good and they are bad. Yo, there's bad everywhere. There's a lot of bad across the board. And that's like why the people everywhere. are just like, Touching you know, stuck in a rock and a hard place. Like, exactly what's, what's happening what's going on and i mean you look at suriname right like suriname had um an autonomous the same status that we have um an autonomous country within the kingdom of the netherlands that's what they were you know and then they became independent and then they had a fucking war they had a war in the 80s like that's when war was like not even cool anymore in the 80s they had a war <laughs> you know it's just like bruh is that is that what we're gearing up towards like is that what's happening so Netherlands has a trash track record, not just in St. Martin. I'm talking about Indonesia. I'm talking about um, Suriname. I, like, bruh, if we just look at the places that they got blood on been, their hands, for sure. Blood, destruction, just <laughs> horrible, horrible, and they're like, horrible. oh, us? This friendly little Dutch nation where we smoke weed all the time. Like, what? No, we, we don't we don't hurt people. We we don't. We don't. We don't. But then they're like, oh, you're colored? Zwarte Pete. Let's just make a fun of them and pretend that is part of tradition because blackface is cute. Like, I'm just like, okay. Next. Like- and that's exact, but that's exactly what they do, though. They pretend so hard. They pretend so, so hard. It's like with drop. They tell you it tastes good, and then you eat it, and you're like, this is shit. What the hell? (laughs) It tastes so bad. I'm just like, ew, why? So bad. So bad. And they're like, oh, my God, it tastes so good. I'm like, you're lying. You're a psychopath. That is what you are, because there's no way. like this. You can't. You can't. You can't possibly. I'm like, there's no way. (laughs) Which is why... I mean, just to, you know, bring that all back, it's just like, it's not a matter of being like, St. Martin needs to be independent from the Netherlands or the Netherlands needs to do this or St. Martin did it. It's about reimagining the whole system, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's not it. This is not it. Yeah. I feel, I feel. Hopefully, I think I think we will get there. But I'm curious, like on the road to getting there, I feel like is a shift in like the mentality of St. Martiners, which I feel like, a lot of people would say it's just like ignorant. You know, we have a lot of ignorance, which is like, I think one of the sad things about St. Martin, even though like we are the friendly island for whatever reason, um, 
it's interesting that like we have so much ignorance you know in our community and i wonder sometimes if like that's because of the fact that we are so diverse that there are so many different types of people and they bring with them their generalizations of different groups and interestingly enough like we are also one of the islands that you know got indoctrinated with christianity when the nuns came and tried to brainwash people out of their belief systems because they felt like they were savages that needed to be civilized and a huge part of our you know culture on saint martin is heavily christian based or even like i know in like uh dr guadalupe's paper he talks about like this meta christian language that we use in our day-to-day um but in so like I think still breeds a lot of ignorance that I think goes um, undiscussed and as a result like has traumatized a lot of people especially if you are a immigrant to St. Martin if you are not necessarily you know heterosexual um, there's a lot of like ignorance around like how these groups are treated and I'm curious like what your perspective is on like tackling that mentality because I think like on the road that we want to build for the future of St. Martin, we need to tackle this issue because I think it's unfair that in 2022 that we still have groups that feel like they are other when St. Martin is built on otherness, like we've mm-hmm. all been others. Definitely. Um, I think the first step in tackling it is understanding that the word ignorance is very misleading because ignorance mm. gives you the sense that it's just like, oh, they don't know any better or like they they haven't been, you know, um, exposed to this or exposed to that. But but ignorance is not the default state of being. Ignorance doesn't happen by somebody just like, you know, they just grew up thinking like that. Ignorance is taught. <laughs> it's taught very intentionally. And I feel like that is the issue. We are being taught things that are trash. We are being fed things from a lot of different places that are absolute nonsense. Like, I mean, if you think of the xenophobia in St. Martin, that didn't just happen. That was taught. That was put there. That was, you know, put into place. If you think about um, racism, if you think about colorism, if you think about uh, homophobia, if you think any of those systems were all taught, right? Um, and so the way to dispel that is to teach something else. We need to teach something else as aggressively as those systems were taught to us, right? Because people really think that we grew up thinking that naturally, not knowing like, nah, you, you don't think like that naturally. You were taught to think like that. like, and, and we can go through history and be like, this is exactly where we started being taught to think like this. Yeah, like for real, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Like, I mean, I think of um someplace like, the Dominican Republic and Haiti um, and that like very interesting dynamic that they have going on as a, a one island being shared by two countries, you know, and you, if you, if you talk to someone Dominican, they might really think that, um, you know, they just naturally dislike Haitians, you know, or like they just naturally have this, whatever, whatever, not knowing that like nation building is very intentional. And if you look back at the role of the U.S. and the role of Trujillo and and um, all of that stuff, right, <laughs> it was all so intentionally done and now we're seeing the effects of it people are thinking that that's their natural way of thinking it's their natural state of being yeah and i think i think we we really need to to delve into that because uh we're failing we're failing our our kids we're failing our society we're failing 
everybody. And as you said, it's just like, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of, of ignorance, you know, but it's like, and it is ignorance, but I feel like when we say ignorance, it always seems as if it's just the way people think and not something that they were taught to think. I definitely think it's interesting that like in St. Martin, especially we still have these Christian board schools that force non-Christians to go to church as part of like curriculum. Like it blew my mind like that my cousin who's a Hindu was forced to go to church more so than me as an actual Methodist. Like I was just like, this is, I'm like, you know, you're not converting him. Right. I'm like, what it, what is the point of this like forced theology that's just forced on kids don't understand it's hard for me to wrap my head around i mean and that's that is you know it's remnants of colonialism at the end of the day and and we really need to get into that because i mean on on one hand it's like yes a lot of the islands especially received education through christian foundations you know and i mean there is a certain type of philanthropy associated with that you know like kids would go to school because they get educated yes but they would also get like free meals and they would get you know to to meet people and it was a social scene and it was a this and it was a that and it's just like yes and but then there's like the downside of it where it's just like the erasure of belief systems the demonizing of other types of belief systems you know whether it's asian belief systems african belief systems like and the way that christianity really tried to dominate that conversation and create a monopoly on on belief and morality morality being a big one because that's where a lot of the ignorance comes in right that's <laughs> yeah because we we try to we try to say that this is it's more moral than this or this yeah exactly exactly and so yeah we we really need to delve into that history because it's like on the one hand it's like great that you guys are doing all this stuff for free and kids can go to school for free and da 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 they're getting a great education but on the other hand it's like at what expense you know and does it have to be like that um yeah i mean i work for saint dominic i'm a teacher there um and they they don't make the teachers convert or profess to be catholics or whatever but you know on the application they definitely give preference to students who identify as catholic you know like that's a thing they literally will say okay this kid is catholic he will get i mean at the end of the day it's about grades it's about who has the grades to go there you know um, but on the, the application form, it is like a box that you check. Like this person is Catholic. This person Are is you Catholic. Christian? Have you believed our book over the Literally, other books? You come, know? come join the cult. And I mean, they're not just them, but like, I guess the, the rationale behind that is like, you know, we're a Christian school. So if you choose to come to this school, then. You know, we're going to expect you to do this, 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 because we're not the only school. So you could easily just go to a non-Christian school, you know, um, I guess that's the rationale. But it's like but all schools are conservative. Like even the private schools are conservative because like at LU, don't get me wrong. Like we had like one or two kids that were clear, like, you know, more openly, you know, about their sexual prep or sexual orientation. But if you even then, like you could tell, like the administration felt some type of weight, you know what I mean? And that doesn't like make you feel more comfortable to figure out who you are as a person when you know these people whose job it is to educate you are literally judging you. 
and thinking that you're like beneath them. You know what I mean? Like, no, toxic. definitely, definitely, one hundred percent. Um, and I mean, schools are the reflection of the broader society, you know. And so it's like the stuff playing out in the in the the school, um, the classroom. It's exactly what's happening in Parliament, you know. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I get it. And a lot of these kids are just regurgitating stuff that they heard outside, you know. Um, so when when you're dealing with kids, it's important to know that they're not even their own person right now. They're just like reflections of of things that they've absorbed. Um, and then later on in life, they decide like, okay, do I like this reflection or do I want to be something else? And sometimes they just stay with what they absorbed, you know? And that, I guess that's the issue. Um, but yeah, it's like the schools, our school systems are, I don't want to say trash. I feel like that's very harsh. Um, <laughs> we have a long way to go. <laughs> we do have a long way to go just in terms of, the way that we conduct classes, not not even just the way we conduct classes. I'm a teacher. I'm not trying to shit on teachers right now. Um, I am trying to shit on the system. You know, it's just like the system in which we're made to teach. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the teachers are teaching, you know. I mean, in LU, it's like, you know, your kids have to write the SATs. So as much as you might want to take them outside to give them a lesson about trees, that's not going to come on the SATs and you're going to lose your job because your kids are going to fail. I the mean, standardized that's test. why I never learned St. Martin history straight up it was because it because was it not relevant for me to exactly. get into college. Like I didn't care. I was like, nah, 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 let me take that calc, please. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, in other schools, it's the same. Like we have CXC exams. CXC is a Caribbean system, but it's not from St. Martin. And, you know, CXC, sometimes I feel like they don't even know St. Martin is an island. Like, we don't, <laughs> there's nothing about St. Martin on the I'm telling you, the British colonies look at us like we just the runt of the Caribbean. They're like, ugh, the Dutch colony? Ugh, ugh. They don't. They don't know how to deal with us. They don't. And I mean, it's not just the Dutch. They don't know how to deal with the Spanish colonies. They don't know how to deal with the French colonies. It's just like, oh, you don't speak English. Like, okay, hi. Like you know? the British did not conquer you. Oh, oh. can't relate. Can't relate. But it's it's yeah. it's interesting because I think like different Caribbean islands, we we are so similar, but in some ways so different you know so i'm i'm on the board of safe sxm so safe sxm is the organization for queer representation on the island and so we which we is had amazing a... because i don't remember there ever being one at least when i was a kindred <laughs> it was there so, but that is awesome was it <laughs> yeah. see i was too ashamed i could never like i would have been like no no not me <laughs> uh uh, they've they've been around. When did they start? Did they start in two thousand seven? I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Um, they've been around for a minute. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes they're more visible than others. They had members come, members leave. It's difficult having a small organization that's volunteer based on the island. Um, but we were in a meeting the other day, and um, we were meeting with representatives from other Caribbean islands. And it's just really different, like the position that St. Martin has in relation to other islands. And I mean, part of it is our proximity to to Europe, you know, like France passed gay marriage and that immediately passed on the French side, you know, like like that. Seba, you can get married in Seba, so people will get married in Seba and then 
common. It has to be legally recognized in St. Martin because we're a part of the kingdom. Why is it that it can only be in Saba, but not? It's not legal on the Dutch side. These people. It's literally not. Yeah. You have one job, bro. Like, can you pass a law? It's not legal on the Dutch side. Yeah. That'll make sense, but okay. It doesn't make sense at all. Um, but I feel like there's this complacency because it's like, if you really want to get married, you hop over to the French side and then they have to recognize your marriage license on the Dutch side. So even though you can't marry there, they have to recognize it. Or you go to Saba for a little weekend, you get married and then you show it. So it's like, because there's that complacency, it's just like people aren't making a big deal out of it, you know? Um, whereas on other islands, it's like... (laughs) It's unheard of, you know? It's like, and so. Yeah, they're like, you're a sinner. We're going to kill you. It's different. (laughs) It's real, it's real, real different. I mean, the British um, put uh, anti buggery, that's what they used to call it, um, laws into their their colonies and so a lot of these islands still have those laws on file. So technically, it's illegal. Yeah, Trinidad, I think, was a couple years ago that they finally took it out. Jamaica, I want to say they're still struggling to take that out. It's still a fight. Um, but yeah, it's but again, the British put it in. So it's not something that we we naturally thought. It was something that was introduced to us. Um, and now Europe wants to pretend like they have like, you know, like, oh my god, like what? You guys don't like the gays? Like, how do you not like the gays? What's wrong with you? <laughs> right? And they're the they're ones like, who put it in there in the first place. Like they put it Wave in there. Your rainbow flexes. <laughs> I know. It's like so funny to me that they're like they rebranded. It was like the best rebrand I have ever seen in like history. Is like these people just came out here like, oh, we never kill people. We out here, we friendly. All the people we say were trash and we wanted to burn at the stake. No, no. We love all of God's children. Oh, but wait, you brown? No, no, no. You can't come in my country. Back away, back away, back away. You a refugee. No, no, no. We can't have none of that. Crazy. No, but you white and you a lesbian? Come true. Come true. Come true. <laughs> I can't. It's wild. Oh it's wild if you think about it. Like, quite wild. The The rebrand, as you said, is crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all that to say, St. Martin, it occupies a very um, unique position in the Caribbean, as do other places like Guadeloupe, Martinique, you know? Um, this one... Let me not. Let me not say that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Don't say it, bro. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> I was like, ooh, let me not. My mom likes to listen to my interviews. I'm. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> Maybe off air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No problem. <sighs> But I'm curious, like, I guess, like, what would be, like, your vision for St. Martin? Like, I guess, like, where do you see St. Martin's potential? Because, like, I think a lot about this, like, the 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 new Jerusalem that I feel like we were tasked to build and, like, have manifest in this world. Because, like, when I think about, like, realistically, like, where do I want to be in this world? Like, I used to really think I wanted to be in America, like, hard and true. I thought that's where I needed to be to build, you know, my 
financial foundation. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that is exactly what I'm doing because of like the fact that we are tied to this capitalist system. To be free, you need to pay for it, which yeah. is really unfortunate. But I'm going to get my financial freedom. But it's like at the end of the day, I still think about where is the place that would make me happiest? And it blows my mind to know that that's St. Martin, like really and truly, because as a kid, I used to just be like, uh, the ghetto let me not um but like looking at it now i'm like holy shit like this place is phenomenal like it is i'm like i am so blessed to be born here like i i'm so proud to have been born there i'm so proud to have had my life there that i'm like that is the place that i want to see thrive so much and i think about like just like I like when I think about the like that my vision of St. Martin, I like see people just like singing and like being able to create in the streets and like mm -hmm. we have like like engineers that build products that are selling all around the world and we like have consultants that work with companies all across the globe and our people are able to thrive no matter where they are and like we are self-sustaining like we grow our own food we if it comes to like producing our own proteins we have arrangements to get like the best protein for our people not this mass produced toxic tralala yeah. uh, come from god knows where um with god knows what in it i and i i just like i see an education system where our people truly feel empowered to understand like their purpose in this world and not just grow up to feel lost and confused and ashamed of who they are um but i'm curious like what do you, what is your vision for St. Martin? Like, I guess like where, where would you like to see us be? Awesome. Um, that is a super valid question. And one that I think that everyone from the Island needs to be asking themselves because, uh, we need to imagine our, our way forward, you know, and we can't do that without vision. We can't do that without knowing what it is we're trying to achieve. Um, and everybody's answer is going to be different. You know, like what you just said about engineers, that's beautiful. And you're an engineer, you know? So it's like, you know how to get that system in place or to contribute to that system, what it's supposed to look like, all of that stuff. And it's like, if everybody can use all of their different passions and all of their different um, knowledge and experiences to contribute to the ideal type of St. Martin that we want to see, then we'll actually get there, you know? But it's just like government don't got no vision they don't you know um and so i i've been i've become very disillusioned with um with the system with with government systems and so i really operate on the i don't i don't know if the the private um industry is the right word or the private sector is the right word um but just not out of out of government systems you could say community i feel community, you. Like community based things. yes i feel you that is that is it um and so right now i am working towards um getting my master's um in dance movement therapy um and so i really want to help to create art that is both healing for people watching it and people doing it so kind of like this new artistic practice that helps our people to to heal because i feel like there's a lot of trauma but i also feel like that people don't like to talk about it like talking is really hard but dancing is really easy in saint martin and i think that that's why people love carnival so much it's really that that it's therapy, you know, it's therapeutic. It's really just like shaking out all of the, you know, the issues. Um, 
mask, but I think that maybe it's not always done in the healthiest way. So it's like people see the therapeutic use of dance, but then it's like it stops there. Like the processing, the actual healing that can come from it, maybe we, we don't follow through with that. Um, and so I really want to help to bring a new type of therapy to the island. Um, and, and I mean, everything that you just said, I want to see that for St. Martin too. I want to see us valuing people. You know, I want to see us upholding artists. I want to see us paying homage to the people who came before us. We got some OGs up in here. Like St. Martin has some dope ass pioneers, some dope ass artists, some dope ass people that have, you know, done a lot of amazing stuff. Like we are standing on their shoulders right now. And so just really honing into that knowledge, I think is so important. I want to see more um, environmental awareness. I think that we need to build with nature and not against nature. I think that the fact that we have a hurricane season six months out of the year, every year, and we're still so fearful of hurricanes, I think that's ridiculous. That's the perfect example to show that we are not building systems that work for us. Like we know we can get a hurricane. We know. So why are we not putting systems into place? Why are we not building? Why is our infrastructure so They're like, fragile? continue with the zinc roof. Crazy. Continue. It's, it's, it's like absolutely crazy. Like, you know, we know hurricanes and honestly, hurricanes don't need to be scary things. They don't. They've they've existed since forever. So they were scary things for the colonizers because they didn't know about them, you know, but we've been here. Like, why? Why don't we change the way that we do things? Why don't we adapt with nature? Look at the trees. The trees come back every time there's a hurricane. Why? Because it doesn't phase them. It doesn't. They just get their leaves stripped off and then they come back. Ooh. They're like, ooh. It's rain. I'm going to get fed today, sis. <laughs> the ocean going to get churned up. The, the fishies going to get some new nutrients. Literally. The environment is like, literally. yes, sis, this is a facial. Get this human gluck off of me. <laughs> Hurricanes can be opportunities for energy. I mean, how much energy is in a hurricane? Like, we can use that to store some, you know, like, the, think outside of the back. It's like, think outside the... Br- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's what annoys... You know what annoys me? It's like, you know how many science fairs I've, like, we've had where kids would be like, oh, we could use this to, you know, energize this and we could take advantage of our tides and government would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Give you first place and not even take it seriously. They'll not be like, at, okay, um... next... And I think I got my pictures for Facebook. That's really my issue with St. Martin. Because I feel like one thing that I really like about St. Martin is how accessible our leaders are. Um, Leaders are so accessible. Like, I've met people on so many different instances. You got them on speed dial. Literally. Like, like I know them. They know me. Like, it's not, like, I feel like in the U.S., like, one, because the country is so big, but also, like, leaders have this celebrity status and you just don't see them. Like you, you never bump heads with your leaders ever. Like you just see them on TV. So they become like this far away figure. Whereas as on St. Martin, it's like, they do. you see them in a the supermarket. I see Sarah working out by Nia like every, every other day, you know, you see them in the sweats, you see them and they're just normal people, you know, and that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, But then on the flip side, it's like, just because 
they know you and they see you doesn't mean that they're going to listen to you, you know? And so it's just like, I've had people listen to my ideas so many times and they'll always pat you on the back and say, you know, keep doing good for St. Martin. But it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, y'all could actually do something, man. Y'all could do something, do something. Like you just going to hear me talk right? or are you actually going to do like, like y'all have the power. Y'all have the power. Y'all can do something. You know, it's just like, dang like can we can we start to implement can we start to change can we start to yeah so i don't know i think that's why i'm not waiting on them anymore you know it's just like all right like i feel you we just gotta do it we just gotta do it because that's the other thing in st martin there's no regulation so if you want to come you just want to start some shit you just start some shit nobody gonna stop you <laughs> so just go. That's literally what I be thinking. That's what I'm like. Okay, so what if we change the laws and we made it all English and we kicked out all the Dutch judges and we appoint our own judges? What the Dutch finna do? They're gonna, they gonna come here from all the way across from Europe to discipline us. What they gonna do? They gonna send the Coast Guard to arrest us, like and put us where in Point Blanche? In Point Blanche. Like, like let's be real. Like I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like we could literally decide. We're just going to change our laws, follow our own laws, and not care. And what are the Dutch going to do? Nothing. They can't do anything. They don't even care. So it's like, I don't understand, like, what is this game? It's like a lie. They're like, oh, we can change. And I'm like, but you can. But you can. You can change. You just don't want to change. Exactly. But you can. Exactly. Stop lying. We can. We can do so much, you know? We can do so much. And I feel like... I don't know. I just, I just wish I had money, you know. That's yeah. what I'm trying to build. Yeah, That's for it. real. That's why I stay over here in America, even though I'm like every time I'm just like, can I just go home, bro? I just want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to go home. But I'm like, Harsha, you need the money, okay? Honestly, because here you gotta finance your own stuff. Like you really gotta finance your own stuff. You gotta make sure that. You got your P's and Q's in order because, yeah, they, people take, people take, 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 take. But when it comes to giving back, like it's, and that's why it's hard being an artist. People will consume the hell out of your art. They will love your art. They will, you know, they will not they give you money pay. though. <laughs> they will You're not. Like, you want how much? No. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like, who does he think he is? Exactly. Charging people for all of his hard work. Like that's most... it's like you just dancing bro we could all dance <laughs> literally literally and people it's just like when you're creating no one's trying to help you create but then once it's done then it's like oh my god you did such an amazing job oh my god it's like damn yo damn can y'all give me money for the like next you give one? a damn <laughs> right <laughs> oh I my feel. god i feel I feel, but that's why, like, and I think the thing is, like, it's so crazy because we could make it so easy, Jonathan, to make our people some of the richest people in the Caribbean. Yes. Like, we literally could write the laws that make it so easy for us to invest, to create accounts on the blockchain, to li- like the thing that makes me so mad is like it, our leaders claim they're so smart, but you mean to tell me none of y'all could have seen to put maybe like ten percent of the government budget in an index fund in america since we you know so buddy buddy with america and everything you couldn't have put 10 percent of the the government budget in an index fund i bet you if claude wati had done that 
we would be talking about a very different St. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, that takes vision. That takes expertise. That takes, that takes a lot. And it's something that we don't have. But it's like, they smart. They got degrees. They all doctresses and tra-la-la. Like, y'all supposed to be smarter than me. What's going on? <laughs> I'm only 23. What do I know? Right? I'm like, y'all supposed to know. You run in a country. You should know. And the fact that they don't know, I'm just like, bruh. Then why are you here? I'm like, why are you fighting for this job so much? Like, retire. It was so funny because, like, in the event when they were like, oh, what advice would you give to, like, our leaders to connect with the youth or, like, to help bridge the gap? I was like, they should retire. They should retire and create space for new people. If you want to connect with the youth, that's what you need to do. Retire. Exactly. I feel like. Plain and simple. It's just becoming an echo chamber. You know, it's literally an echo chamber. Like, there's no new ideas coming in. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a problem. It's a huge problem. It's a problem. I, but I have faith. I, I do have faith too. because of people like you, honestly. Like like seeing your passion for St. Martin and like your commitment to like sharing the truth about our history like has been so empowering to me. So like literally like me even starting this podcast was largely because I was inspired by Melee and Say Less Sis. I was like, oh crap, like I could do this too. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, yes, sis, we finna, we finna do this. Um, but yeah, like it it has been so empowering for me to like have you just share who you are and like share what you're passionate about. And like, I want you to know, like, I'm so grateful for the work that you guys do because as a St. Martin or abroad, like I really and truly never understood what was so special about our mm. island. Like, because growing up on the island, like at LU, they don't teach St. Martin history. Like, and I had no one that ever told me that any of it mattered. I didn't know who our heroes were. So for me, like I grew up idolizing everywhere else mm-hmm. because there was nobody in my own community to idolize you know or to look up to or to be like oh wait like I actually come from people that wanted to build a great nation and it's not you know just how it is today and I think like there's so many other young people that I'm sure like are equally moved by the content that you make and I think like that's what really makes me optimistic about the future because I am so excited to just hurry up and build my wealth in America so that I can come home and work with you guys like I'm like (laughs) I'm just trying to build my little you know, little nest egg so that I don't have to be broke so that when I come to the island, like the, like I don't have to be bound or burdened by the fact of like our economic limitations. Cause I have my nest egg that can sustain me. So then when I want to give to the island, like I can really give all of myself, you know, to my country to build it to the way that I know it can be because like people think like America only works with America. Like, nah, America's great because it works with like other countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I think we as an island need to recognize like it's about building partnerships with other countries. We cannot do it alone. Like, and I think we'll get there because like you, Carla, Ralph, Steffi, like, I'm trying to think of other names, like all of those amazing people that are like fighting, you know, to have a voice, whether it be, you know, Ludmilla Duncan or Melissa Gums. Like there are people out there that I think are actually trying to build this St. Martin. And so I feel like these boomers just got to retire, bro. I'm just like over it. Like y'all need to sit down, relax, enjoy the island. Like y'all, y'all did what you could do. We appreciate you because you tried. But sis, it's time, okay? It's time. It's time. It's time. 
um i mean i i will say that um we created melee for that for that specific purpose it's just like there's a lot of information that we were not getting growing up that as adults it's just like whoa like why don't i know this or what is this about or what is this or what is that because St. margin is such a weird place like there's so much stuff that we just take at, at face value or we're just like, oh, yeah, that's normal. But it's not really normal. You know, it's like the more you travel, the more you're like, yo, Samaritan is crazy. Like, like there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on that island. And it's just like, like, what? Like, this is like that or this is like that. Like, the, the easiest example that I always give is like, we have three currencies in rotation at any given time. And I'm just like, that is really not normal. You know, people are literally just it's not. walking like, it's around not. doing it's exchange not. rates in their head all the time. I'm like, in the shop, like, oh, shit, is this in guilders or is this in dollars? Like, oh, it's this. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, whoa, whoa, what is happening? Um, And so, yeah, we, we really just wanted more conversation one to educate ourselves but also to just be like yo like for y'all people who want to know more about st martin like here's the info it's there you know like so at least you can do with it what you want but it's there so um i'm really happy that that, that was your experience with with melee um because that's that that was the exact purpose that it was created you know um and and i don't doubt again that our leaders some of them hopefully most of them have St. Martin's best interests at heart. You know, um, I definitely don't doubt that, but I also think it takes a certain amount of courage to envision something that you have never seen before in your life. Uh, it's also scary as hell, you know, cause it's just like, it's really hard to convince a people to do something that has not been proven to work, you know? And it's just like, how are you going to convince people to, to do that? Cause some lots of people are going to be like, no, you know, like sometimes people not easy. I mean, like, but what she said exactly. She want build a database in the ocean. Nah, 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 nah. That sound like it, it, it's not. It's <laughs> not easy to convince people of of the unknown, you know. And and so I, I mean, I understand why you know leaders choose to play it safe and all of that stuff. But I mean, if we really want things to change, like start small, you know, start by changing the time we start school right maybe that also all of that traffic that has happened in in salt reward and saint peter's for what come on how how long we have to go through that headache <laughs> before we realize that that's that's not it that's why my mom moved me from over there exactly. because she was like i cannot the traffic is ridiculous i cannot, and, like, and I we cannot. Just take it as gospel we just take it as normal like oh yeah it's because all the school they're like this is the school right so we already made the mistake for all the schools for all the children that was on the first mistake street. that was a, so since we already made that mistake let's let's try and you know do something to counteract that mistake like I don't know, staggered, staggered time. I know it's going to be difficult. You're like, yeah, but my child in Mac school and he started eight and now St. Dominic started 10. So how, I, I got to go work for eight. Tati, so how is I going to? That's where the government has to decide, like say this is like the framework and then schools can then implement off of that framework. But it's like, what is our minister of education doing? I really couldn't tell you. 
Like, I didn't empower you. I'm just trying to figure out where are all the St. Martiners abroad. I'm like, where did y'all go? Like, can you fill out my survey so I can find you? <laughs> because, like, our department don't know where you at. And, like, if we're going to rebuild, uh, you know, Great St. Martin, like, we need to know where our people are at. Because, like, Jonathan, we have, like, St. Martiners that are out here doing great things, yeah, you know? And it's like, we, we really just do. don't know. Like, we have absolutely no clue. Yeah. And, like, to me, I'm like, I want to know. Yeah. Where you at? tell me literally 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 um and yeah i i do think we need to do a better job you know and and to to our leaders like i i mean there's this caribbean saying what does it say it says um new brooms sweep clean but old brooms not upon us right um and I think it's true, you know, it's like, I think the issue is a lot, um, the issue is everybody feels they, they know better, you know, and it's just like, I think there is a certain um, knowledge that comes with lived experience um, from, you know, older St. Martin folks that we need to listen yeah. to, we need to pay attention to, they've seen St. Martin go through different waves for example i'll give you an example of that i was listening to marcel gums uh speak one time and that's melissa gums's dad and he was talking about how venezuela was one of the first countries to help empower saint martin's tourism industry because they used to have a um an airline and they had direct flights to St. Martin. So because of that, it helped to fund or fuel our tourism boom in I want to say like the 70s or the 80s or something like that. And so he said this if you remember like a couple of years ago with the um the all of the 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 crisis happening in Venezuela, a lot of Venezuelan refugees going all over the world, St. Martin included. Um, and there was a lot of anti-Venezuelan sentiment. Um, and so he said, you know, it's because people's memories are so short and they don't remember how Venezuela helped us in the past. Um, and now it's our chance to return the favor. But instead of returning the favor, we are putting them to shame. You know, we're not helping them in their dark time. And so it's like, I think the leaders or older leaders have you know, certain memory and certain um, context for St. Martin that's really needed, you know? But then the issue yeah. comes when, when, when they don't allow younger voices who are up-to-date with the technology, up-to-date with what's possible, up-to-date with what's going on in the world, they don't allow that um, energy to come through, you know? Um, and they don't allow those ideas to, to make it to the floor, um, so there needs to be like a synergy. We really need we we need something that is again, um, uh, a and and the youth need to be involved too. And by youth, I mean high school students because they have ideas too. And we really need just this like, it's like there shouldn't be age intermingling of gener yeah, exactly. exactly yeah exactly. yeah intermingling of generations to create policy that works for people on all levels. Because I think that's exactly. is not it. It's not it, you know. It's like in the U.S., you have people who don't understand how the internet works, creating regulations for the internet, and it's just like, girl. 
but I agree. I do think it needs to be intergener, like it needs to be interdisciplinary, intergeneration, yes. Yes. because it's like it, it takes the collective to really understand how do you build something for society. You can't just build it for one group of people, and like. As, like, it's important for new blood, but new blood cannot forget that there are old ways of doing things and that maybe sometimes there are older ways that are better than newer ways, but you don't know that if yeah. you don't talk to people that are different from you, that are older than you, or even that are younger than you. Uh, and I agree. Like, we need to have that holistic perspective. And I do think, like, because St. Martin, I feel like, is so small and we are so intimate as, like, a community. Mm that we will get there. And I feel like when we have more like conferences and debates with just within our community, whether they be driven by Malay or we talking or even the Chatterbox or whomever or UNICEF, um, St. Martin, like to have those conversations so that we can share the vision so that more people feel empowered to share their take on the vision as well. And then ideally we create space and are actually, whether it be from like just people who have the will to work on it because they know it's worth it or government finally decides, you know what, we do need to admit that we've been holding our country back. Um, and then I think, I think we'll get there. Like I really truly believe because it's like either we get there or climate change wipes us out. So it's like, we, we got one either shot. Or, it's either. Or. <laughs> but I mean, I also want to say like, good on you. Like, good on you for not waiting to return to start something like this. Because I just feel like um, the world is globalized and you don't need to physically be on the island to help build the island, to help contribute to the island, you know? And so um, this what you're doing is, is exactly in line with that. Um, and also passion is contagious. And the more the more that you see like young St. Martiners, um, reaching out and giving back and, and building things and doing things. That's why I came back too. Like I, I saw, um, what was this podcast? Um, they stopped it now, but they used to do a web series. Um, let her finish. I think that's what it was called. Let her finish. And I was like, yo, these discussions are dope. Very, very interesting. Um, I still think they have some episodes up. They, they haven't recorded in a while, but I was like, wow, like this is what we're talking about on the island. Like, okay, I could get into this, you know? Um, and so that was part of the reason where I was just like, okay, maybe I can see myself back there, you know? Because when I left, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to go back, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like, what? I feel you. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, you don't want to have to sacrifice parts of yourself to live somewhere, you know? And it's like, if I can't be myself fully, then I don't want to be there because that's me killing myself to fit into something, you know? So it's like you go, you go abroad and you become who you are. And then it's just like, what? Like I have to now change myself go back in the box. Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't want to do that. Um, but, but that, that, um, web series really was just like, yo, like interesting, interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so it's just, like, the more stuff like this is happening, the more conversations, the more energy being put out there, the more, I think, I, I really think things are changing. I really do think things are changing. Um, I think we're Me getting too. a point. I see it. I see it. I see it, too. My only regret, I swear, is that nobody told me to do this in high school. Like, I would have already had started this thing, started a whole YouTube. Like, I'm so irritated that I didn't start a YouTube channel in high school because I know for a fact that's some gold content right there. <laughs> like, my class, like, oh, my God. 
them people are a unique bunch of kindred and we would have lit the internet up i know that for a fact and so i'm just so irritated like nobody had the vision to share with us to inspire us to have these avenues but hey late better late than never you know yeah, they, better late than they, never so. and we're doing it for the next generation you know it's like they're happy exactly now. They're, they're, yeah. exactly and like i feel like even just in the act of creation like you are documenting history because then people can still go back and listen to and understand like what was it like to live there during this time and like exactly. what were the things that they were talking about like what were the things that were important to them um, and then even from that, you can make decisions like, oh, old St. Martin, or, okay, when we are then old, this is assuming in the future, like they were concerned about X, Y, and Z and like, look how far we've come or like, look at what we still have to do. And so I feel like that's why I think like, I want so many more people to do it because I'm like, guys, like you're all so amazing and you all have so much that you can share. Like just even from the way that you talk, like mm -hmm. I want a podcast that's straight up St. Martin English. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? From like the beginning straight to the end. Cause I'm like, we don't have that. Like mm -hmm. we don't have that anywhere. And the world needs to see it because they just think we're all Jamaicans. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> but how how can folks like stay in touch with you and like learn about all the amazing productions that you put on or like go on that tour with you and ting or like learn about like you know the new melee episodes when they drop and all that um uh, well my my social media platform of choice is mainly instagram so that's what i try to keep updated the most um my Instagram handle is a y m a g o h, um I'm a go, um and it stands for a young man after God's own heart, um, so you can look me up there Beautiful. and then from there I have um links to all the other, uh things like melee and and my my tour page and all of that stuff, um yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah, creation, you know, new new things coming, um, old things coming, revisiting old things, and, and just, just a lot of stuff, a lot of movement happening. Um, yeah, when it comes to art, I am very um, go with the flow, you know, because you can't force creation. Like, you need to create when when you create you know it's like you can't like i'm gonna make this now you know um so yeah otherwise it's like i don't know with creating i think for me whenever i look back at my old work i can always tell whether i was operating from a point of ego or from a point of of listening and when it's ego it's always cringe <laughs> it's always cringe I, I can't watch the stuff that i created just like without really being inspired or tapping into source you know whereas when i when i am really like in tune with myself and the universe and and i feel like i'm being spoken to and just that stuff every time i rewatch it i get something new you know it's like just like oh yes like oh wow this is that and this is that and then da, 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 da. So it's really interesting um to experience art in that way because i feel like for me that's always the most fulfilling art the art that's just like you just feel like a vessel and then after it's out then you start to understand what you created <laughs> <laughs>